0: New and exciting. Turn it on. Turn it up. We are live. This is exciting. And I need to share this out.
1: Okay, so since so she's sharing it out, okay, hey, I just hey, shared it everything. out. I
0: did it. I just did it. See, I'm quick. If I was gonna take long, I would've. I would've said, "Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah." So we are now live. We're happening. We're watching.
1: At least that's I got what my says. video
0: up. Do you have your video up?
1: I do have my video up, but I can't see it. I
0: don't know.
1: It's like all pixelated and stuff. Let me refresh here. Maybe I need to refresh.
0: Well, if you came to watch Grit and Grace, you're in the right place because you can totally see it up on the screen. It is Wednesday night. Oh my God. And we've got a great show, a great topic. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this topic before, actually, but we're talking about working mothers and working mothers. They're experiencing something of a heyday right now. This is what we're told. We've been doing some research on this. We've got our own um, experiences um, that we've had growing up. We want to talk about a couple different things because we've read a couple studies that were happening. Hey, Tamara. Um, one recent study from Harvard found that daughters who had working mothers grew up to accomplish more at work, earn more money, and climb higher on the corporate ladder than the daughters of stay at home moms. Are you a working mom? Did your mom work? So I think this could almost be like a two-parter show because I think there's so many layers to this, and I know that there are a lot of working moms. So if you know a working mom, share this out and let's uh, have this conversation.
1: So yeah, working moms,
0: ta moms. You go. You go. I just want to read a little bit more on that, this article that was a jumping off point for this. Um, So we're talking about the daughters of um, working moms. So not only that, sons of working mothers, they found in this study, pitch in more at home, clocking almost twice as many hours on family and child care as men who had stay-at-home moms. Another study last year found that children of low-income families fared better in kindergarten if their moms went back to work when they were babies. And another recent study found that social acceptance of working moms continues to climb with millennials significantly more accepting than older generations. Compared to their predecessors, 12th graders in the 2010s were more likely to support equal roles for men and women. In the 2010s, 70% of 12th graders believed working mothers could develop equally warm relationships with their children compared to 53% in the 70s. So I grew up in the 70s. What was that about?
1: Yeah, no. I, I This is where I want to throw the bullshit flag. I'm, I'm sorry. Do it, man. Do it. I want to throw the bullshit flag because here's the thing. Um, when we look at these studies that are done by universities, very rarely are they done unbiasedly. Uh, A lot of times what they'll do is they'll put the study out and they'll say, if you want to be part of this study, you know, we'll pay you $25, whatever it is. And for a college student that's going to that school, that is like, oh, hell yeah, I will be part of this study. I don't mind. I'm part of the school. So they don't actually do these studies in in uh, the rural areas where they act, where the real feet are on the ground. If you know what well, I
0: mean. Well, yeah, for sure. And the, and that study, the Harvard study, was to draw attention because they want to start. They want to be the go-to place for gender studies.
1: And I understand that Harvard, you know. For, for a school that you have to have a specific score and you have to meet a certain requirement and not everybody can match that except for the poor bastard that has to, they have to throw a bone to because if they don't, then they can be sued by the government and they can be sued by the families. <laughs> uh, aside from that person, they're not talking to those low income poor families. They're only talking to upper middle class kids And the reason why both the mother and the father work in those families is because they want to maintain a lifestyle and that's all they're seeing. They're seeing their parents maintain a lifestyle. They're not necessarily seeing the benefits of a working mother. They're seeing a lifestyle being, being, uh, protected. And I think, I think when we talk about these kind of studies, I think there's a lot of problems with, with America in general, and, and, and when I say America, I'm talking about North America, Canada, and United States. Yeah. Because I think in Canada, we, we see a lot of things that are very uh, parallel in, in, some of the, in some of the areas. Yep, and for sure. I'm, now, I'm not saying that if you're a working mother, that your kids aren't going to be successful. I'm not saying that if you're a working mother, that there, you're any less more important than the working father. And if you're a single working mother, God bless you. God bless you. Because there's so many other people that have taken advantage of the systems that are in place to support single mothers rather than taking the initiative and saying, you know what? I don't need that support. I just need to get out there and provide for my family. Mm -hmm. So
0: I think it depends on the people, too. It does. How children are going to respond to that situation. Because oftentimes we hear uh, from parents, I treated all my kids the same way. And one's like this and the other one's like that. Well, that just goes to show that everyone's different and they respond differently. Not not every kid is going to turn out the same. Maybe a child uh, has a parent with an addiction. They may follow that and end up with addiction issues themselves or they're going to be so the other way because they're going to see that and think, I'm never going to be like that. So, I don't think you know, definitely it's not, but I think overarching it's you know, some of the things they come up with. But they did talk to lower income families in that study somewhat, but again, they're kind of just showing, <laughs> yeah, they did a little bit. That's what I read. Yeah, you're well, everybody
1: you may have not like, as much, not as yeah, detailed. Yeah, I mean you may have like one or two that slip in because, like I said, they have to, they have to allow for so many scholarships in order to stay compliant with the, the rules. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're going to get some of those poorer families that are at Harvard. Uh-huh. The problem is, is you, they're talking to East Coast people. East Coast does not uh, cover the entire country. It doesn't. The majority of the kids that go to Harvard are from the East Coast. Yeah. So the East Coast lifestyle is very different than the Midwest, and the Midwest lifestyle is very different than the West Coast. It's there's so many oh, there's yeah, so think, many variables.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, there's tons of variables. Absolutely, uh, Ellen. To your question, uh, it was a study last year that the children of low income families fared better in kindergarten if their moms went back to work when they were babies. I think we're seeing um, how things are changing uh, if you see how much time you're allotted. Like, what's maternity leave in the States? How much time do moms get? Do you know? You probably wouldn't know that. I,
1: I really don't know. I, but here's what I do know. I know that uh, having been raised by a mother who went to work and all that kind of stuff? Uh, went to college and all that kind of stuff. Um, I felt very, very much abandoned, and I know, I know this is the case for a lot of families, a lot of kids that grew up with both parents working or single mothers who worked. See, I grew up in a, a single mother home. My father wasn't there, so to say, basically, screw you, mom. You're not giving us enough attention. We went and lived with my father. And my, fo- and my stepmom, she, she was a stay-at-home, not mom. Now, the whole study about low-income families, they fare better in kindergarten, um, I want to call bullshit on that, too, because I sat there and watched my wife teach my children how to read before they were in, in, in kindergarten. And I was, a, I was a freaking E6 in the military at the time, which is basically middle-class wages. And they were doing just fine. In fact, every one of the children that were in elementary school had stay-at-home or in kindergarten had stay-at-home moms because we are military families. Uh-huh. Now, now, is that the same everywhere? No. There's some, no. There, there's some mothers who won't take the time to teach their children how to read and things like that because that's, that, that's something that, you know, they have to be inspired to do or they have to be motivated to do, whatever it is. But the study, I feel, is such a slap in the face to everybody who really struggles to make their way in this world. Yeah, there's too
0: many variables.
1: There's way too many variables.
0: These are the cliff notes. These are sort of the cliff notes. Like this one thing about low-income families, the children faring better in kindergarten if their moms went back to work um, when they were babies. I mean, maybe... Maybe they wouldn't have gotten any attention. Maybe those mothers wouldn't have given them any attention. Maybe, um, maybe they weren't meant to be mothers. So maybe, yeah, they were better off in school, but it makes it look like, yeah, you should go back to work when your children are babies because, you know, your kid's going to do better in school. These are definitely just cliff note versions. Like, whoa, I have to address this. Three months is all you get for mat leave in the States? Holy crap. Like, I'm surprised they don't send you back, like, as soon as you get out of the hospital. Here in Canada, um, I, think, I think it was three months when my sister had her kids. And she went back to work or she just really wanted to go back to work. I don't know. But I seem to think it was three months. Before I had my son almost 17 years ago, it had just changed. I think it was at six months. Yeah, it was. And here in Canada, it was six months maternity leave. Just before I went on mat leave, it it went to a year. And now just recently, they have upped it to 18 months.
1: Now, were you getting paid for that as well, though? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's part of my employment insurance.
1: Okay, well, a lot of a lot of uh, women here in the United States. I have a friend. He, he just had a baby. She's five months old. Uh, he didn't have the baby. His his girlfriend had the baby, but she's five months old. Uh, she literally had to go back to work before the th- the the uh, three months was up. If that's what it was for, I don't know what it was for her. She had to go back to work within the within. Uh, I think she went back to work in like two months because uh, her bills weren't being paid. She was not making a paycheck. She had to go back to work. She got the maternity leave, but it was unpaid maternity leave. So I think a lot of, a lot of people, yeah, they may have maternity leave, but that's basically saying, Hey, we're not going to fire you if you get pregnant and have a baby. But at the same time, we're not going to pay you either.
0: Whoa. Well, don't you have like, if you get laid off, don't you have employment insurance that you will make some money?
1: Oh, sure. You can, you can file for unemployment,
0: but here's, well, that's point. what it's part of here. That's just a no, form see, of unemployment. No,
1: it's not, you don't make of your full no.
0: wage. Oh, really? No, well, no, here it's it's not, it is.
1: That I know it's not part of unemployment and because unemployment, the laws here uh, for unemployment. That's now it's truthful. different state by state. Every state has the ability to cha- to kind of set their own. Um, yeah, you see, and tomorrow I even said, yes, it's unpaid. That's uh,
0: horrendous. I would st- never have a child down there.
1: Right. <laughs> well, that's uh, it, that's why. It really, I really didn't understand this whole concept of this. This well, when women go back to work right after having a baby, well, of course their children are going to do good because their children are in freaking Harvard. If they got to Harvard, they're <laughs> freaking amazing kids anyways i mean i'm sorry but i have, i respect the kids and the people who who get into harvard i respect their ability to do that i am not taking away from their intelligence their ability to to do what is needed to get into harvard
0: mm-hmm.
1: however when when those are the people that you're you're pulling it really it, it just puts a, a sour taste in my mouth because it's just like, you're not really taking into account the, the, the real mass majority of the people, the West Coast people, the Midwest people, the Southern versus the Northern. I mean, there's so many different demographics here and there that it's absolutely impossible to say that, well, according to this study, no, according to the study, you're full of yourselves. You need to freaking take a little bit more time. And, and expand that study. Because what did it say? They, they, uh, the, they put a number in there of how many people they talked to. And it, it, was, it was pretty low, considering the fact that 43 million Americans live below the poverty line. 43 million Americans. And they didn't even, um, even pull uh, or study 1% of that number. Not even one percent of that number. Hmm. So that to me is not a study. That to me is a statistics class that had a project that went out and somehow it got freaking published because they have the name Harvard on it.
0: Well, I, I think yeah, it's like a marketing. It's a marketing thing for them. So So what's your what? So do you think mom should be stay at home? Do you think no?
1: You know I think I think mom should do what's right for the situation that their family's in. Period. If if it at the time see right now, my wife is a stay at home mom. I do enough work where she doesn't have to go to work. Plus she's disabled, so that helps a little bit. Um, but at this the whole time I was in the military, she was a stay at home mom. My children you know, are are able to go to college. I've got one child who was accepted early into SDSU because of the extra work that my wife was able to stay at home and help her with. Mm -hmm. She she put that time in. And because of that, now my daughter's accepted early into college. Mm -hmm. Uh, My other daughter, it doesn't, work ethic doesn't come from the parents. It really doesn't. Anybody who says, my father, I got my father's work ethic. You know what? That's bullshit. That is pure, unadulterated bullshit. And the reason is, is because your children are going to make a decision at some point in their lives. Either they want to be like you or they don't want to be like you. Yeah. I've got my work ethic because I watched my mother struggle so hard and still have to get it beyond welfare because the jobs that she held weren't enough to support the family. So she still got food stamps and things like that. And that shit embarrassed the hell out of me. And Uh I swore when I was young, there was no way in hell I was ever going to put my children or my family through something like that, where they had to be embarrassed by using food stamps. Uh So
0: I agree with that you're, you either watch and, and you 're either watching and decide you 're going to be like that or you 're going totally the other way. It depends what kind of person you are i I totally agree totally agree with that that's we see that with like anything that our parents do, either the way they are the way they behave, the way they treat each other the how they work, addictions, all of that. We either follow that and they're like mentors to us or we say, screw that shit. That's not the life I want. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, My mom was uh, maybe half time. She did have jobs when I was growing up. Um, and I didn't have a feeling really either way because, uh, luckily I grew up with both my parents and my dad and I were very, very close. And if my mom was working, especially if she was in retail and it was Christmas time and it was busy, uh, my dad and I got to hang out and that was always great time if I could hang out with my dad. So I didn't have, luckily I didn't feel like I was left or deprived or spent time with babysitters or anything like that. I grew up, you know, in the family that's almost doesn't exist anymore. And that's with two parents. And, um, and we had, you know, money. I mean, we weren't stinking rich, but if we wanted something, we got it. If, you know, we went on trips, we went to Disneyland and, you know, we traveled back to Ontario to visit relatives. um, if, if, you know, there was no struggle. Well, there were uh, brief periods when there was layoffs and things, but I was very lucky. So I didn't have, I didn't feel that abandoned. But, um, when my son was little and, uh, I went back to work, I couldn't imagine going back to work after three months. When I had to go back to work after a year, it was like killing me inside. Um, I, uh, I, you know you would talk to other moms at the daycare, and they were single moms and um, you know their their kids sometimes would sleep over at the babysitter 's house because they had two jobs and it was going to be too late, and they didn 't want to disturb their kids and i uh, I just you know there 's so many different situations that um, See, Some that, single moms make really, really, really good money. I've known that too. Yeah. They have a really good government job and, and they don't struggle and they do very well on their own. And so, yeah, it's such a broad range.
1: See, and that, there, there's something you just said there that really bothered me about the study. Um, they lumped two different studies together. Uh, they took, basically, is what I saw. They're like they're doing this study over here about the middle class and mothers, you know, not middle class, but the mothers that worked and this, that, and the other. And then it was like a side note. It was like an afterthought. Oh, shit, we need to talk about the, the single mothers, too. It was, it was, and that's like two different studies. Because yeah. Single mothers have their own set of challenges. So one of the, one of the, um, the testimonies I read, I guess you'd call it a testimony, She's like, oh, my mother had three jobs and and put herself through school. Maybe I'm combining a couple of them. I don't know. But the thing that bothered me most about it is at what point does a person sit back and say, yeah, my mom had three freaking jobs. Does that actually give me uh, a will to succeed? Or is that telling me that, God damn, I need to succeed because I don't want to end up having three three fucking jobs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so again, it it goes back to you making the decision. The child has nothing to do with the parents doing. It's the child making the decision. Hell yes, I want to follow in their footsteps or hell no. There's no way in hell I'm going to have three jobs.
0: Absolutely. Is it the mom that they moved around a lot? So school changed a lot. So... Uh, this person felt that it made them extremely adaptable, which I know some people that they moved around a lot as a child, and it va- vastly affected them very negatively. Oh yeah, so it's, there's it's the two different. Again, it all comes down to that. Absolutely.
1: So it, I just the study just to me didn't make sense because it all will come down to the child making a decision, and it, it unfortunately as a brilliant as, as brilliant as these kids oh i had the hiccups there for a second <laughs> for as brilliant as these kids
0: seem to be You're just so impassioned
1: i know in in this is this is a topic <laughs> honestly today when when i was looking at the topic when you when you approached me with the topic i was like hell yes then today i read the study and i was like hell no
0: then you were pissed <laughs>
1: Fuck, why are we talking about this shit?
0: No, but this is No, this is good.
1: And then I let it stew for eight hours. Like, damn, I fucking hate this shit. Why the hell are we do And then it, it, it dawned on me. It dawned on me that, uh, you know, all these working moms that are out there and they're like, I'm an inspiration for my daughter and I'm an inspiration for my son, blah, blah, blah. Um. Never talk about working dads. First of all, no, no, you're not. Uh, The mother is the nurturer. The mother is the person in the home that when you have your scrapes and your boo-boos, you go to her and she takes care of it and she makes everything better, period. When you have a working mom, there's no more time for you. So what people are really feeling and what a lot of people have felt for years you talk to people who are latchkey kids remember that study we're not discussing that study and but why not oh because they studied poor kids they studied the people that didn't have enough to get through the next week so let's talk about the latchkey kids what they feel is we were abandoned as children we had to find our own way grow up fast grow up fast We all had jobs by the time we were 14 or 15 years old ourselves because there just wasn't enough at the end of the two weeks or whatever to be able to get that little bit extra to help that child get to that next step because it costs money to raise children. And we all know that. Mm -hmm. We all know that. But when there isn't enough money to help your child to develop and experience the things that they need to experience as a child, To be able to go through their adult life and say, you know what? I had this experience as a child. I'm grateful for that. Because I can look back and say, I am not grateful for a goddamn thing as a child. Not a goddamn thing. And when you look at it in those terms, all of a sudden, these silver spoon fed motherfuckers over at Harvard, that study doesn't hold a whole lot of water.
0: No. No. There's just so many different things and it was the same thing when I was reading these ones too uh, about their experience and, you know, they they had a couple kids who talked about, so that, you know, how they felt it benefited them and, yeah, I mean, that's the way they took it. That was their individual experience. I think that, uh, like you said, we have to take it, you have to take it with a grain of salt and... Uh, and it, it is and it is very simplistic. When I, before I had my son, I thought, um, you know, I had it in my head that I was going to, or actually it was agreed with my husband too, that I would stay at home for as long as I could. We felt that it was important, but we were capable of doing that because, you know, I got paid. I didn't get my full wage, but I did get paid when I was on mat leave. and And for someone like me who... I can't believe that I had, that I wasn't like chomping at the bit to get back to work going, Oh my God, like this new baby, like no sleep. Uh, uh, I have no life and I don't know how many cups of tea went cold because I was busy dealing with the baby. Um, but that, it definitely changed me once I had my son and I felt that, and I was lucky enough that I was in a relationship that we could make that decision. But, um, you know, I, and now my son sees me where I'm at home and I'm working and I'm working day and I work in the evening and I do work on the weekends and I, you know, so he sees that and he, he sees me in my office lots and, no, I can't do that. Sorry, I have a meeting. And, um, you know, I haven't seen yet really how that is going to affect him.
1: But then you're working in the home versus working at an office away from the home so if you're spending eight nine ten hours away from home right yeah yeah you're spending that time away from home it's a completely different experience for the young man the it is he's blessed he is truly blessed because even though you have this meeting that meeting may last say two hours before the meeting you had a chance to talk to him be after the meeting you have a chance to spend time with him it, it, you may be working throughout the day, but you still have that intermittent time to kiss those boo-boos and, and do all the things that a mother needs to do, needs to be there for. Uh-huh. And I am not saying that's an easy task by any means. Women, if you're working and you're taking care of your household, oh my God, you guys are amazing. The, the, the responsibility that a woman takes on and is absolutely unbelievable unbelievable. Um, and, and, and we as men, sometimes we don't answer that call. I get it. I understand that. However, however, to, to discount the fact that the men, you know, you're out there working. There's single fathers out there. Single fathers are out there working. They're taking on the same responsibilities as those mothers that are working. You know, we're, we're discussing a topic that is very much uh, just a one-sided conversation, and, and the fact that we were able to open it up into a, a bunch of different layers, like you were saying, you know, that is one of those things that you know we you can't say one. Th- if you put something out there, don't put it out as a study and as a fact. Put it out there as a hypothesis, because if this is we talked about hypothesis, and this today's word is the letter is the word hypothesis.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um,
1: so if you put it out there and you're from Harvard god forbid you stand behind this 100% because there are so many holes in it it's it's I can I can strain my spaghetti in this with this study Well yeah
0: it's just not it's just it's not a typical um, or, or maybe it is really when it's self-serving, but a lot of these large studies that are done over a period of years and it's intense and there's thousands and thousands of people and, you know, it goes on and on. This is just a really, it really was just a marketing type thing. But what it does is it sort of, I think, For us, like I said to you, it was a jumping off point to really look at it. Your experience is totally different than my experience. And then I did become a single mom and I had to go to work. Yeah. But I, I, and I was lucky enough that I only had to work part time because I still wanted to maintain, for me, it was important that I be at home as much as I could for my son. I didn't want to miss out on things and I didn't want him to feel abandoned for one,
1: mm-hmm. but I
0: was also, so I was able to do it where I only had to work part time and I made good money working part time. My ex-husband was a stellar ex-husband. He paid, he supported his child. He, you know, all the time. And, um, you know, I was able to be there a lot of the time. And on top of that, The one who watched my son a lot of the time was my mom. So he got to spend time with family. He got to be with, you know, and bond with his grandmother. And they had a hell of a bond. So that's not the case. A lot of people are alone. They don't have family around. Or, you know, or their parents are alcoholics or whatever, and they're not there to support, or or they just don't want to, or whatever the case may be. I was extremely lucky all around growing up in that case, but um, I think that you have to do whatever. For me, it was, I want to be home as much as I can. And that, I was lucky enough that that followed along, and I have been able to all this time, but there are times you still feel guilt. I think that's just a mother thing because there'll be things that he'll come and ask or he'll want to do. And it's like, I can't right now. Sorry. Like, so you sort of feel like you're make saying to them, you're not important enough because I'm here at home, but no, I can't listen to you or I can't look at your thing or I can't. So, you know, there's,
1: I love the fact that I didn't know my grandparents growing up that well. I didn't either. Because when we went to grandparents, when we went to grandma and grandpa's house, it was a trip. It was special. And I loved that because the fact that kids nowadays, see, and I see a lot of people doing this where it's like, mom's got to go to work. So I'm going to dump you off on grandpa and grandma because I can't afford to pay daycare. That seems to be the more common, the, the most common thing that goes on. Sorry, I had a tickle in my throat. Okay. Anyways, um, but you know when we when we look at what uh, what daycares do, m- majority of daycares, the majority of daycares, if you take the time to actually look at what they these places do, and if you research the daycare, a lot of them are doing really great things with the kids, amazing things. It's almost like you're you're hiring the 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 mom you want. Yeah. to be able to sit there and teach your children how to play and how to, how to make stuff out of clay and, you know, paint and all this kind of stuff. Oh, they a lot of them, yeah.
0: So they can provide t- experiences sometimes that we can't as parents. So I don't want to make
1: it seem like I'm bashing the whole idea of mom's going to work because I'm not. I'm really not. I, I think uh, for a lot of women – the need to go to work isn't just to support the family i think a lot for a lot of women it is a need to feel a self-worth an independent self-worth autonomy in because relationships in itself if a man and a woman if if they're constantly uh at this position where the woman's staying at home and the man is out earning the dollar there becomes almost this like uh, power struggle hierarchy, if that makes any sense.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Where one may feel better than the other because, hey, I go to work. I make all the money. You stay at home. You don't contribute to anything because that's the mindset. The, The mindset is I do everything, you do nothing, even though they completely discount the fact that, they're taking care of the home. They're taking care of the children. They're taking care of the cooking, the cleaning, this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. They, that's not work because they're staying at home according to the mindset. Yeah. So the fact that women go out and work, that's very healthy for them. It's very good for, the, for society in general. Do I, do I believe, you know, the, the study did say something absolutely amazing, though. The fact that when both parents are working, I'm, I'm putting both parents on it because I'm assuming, I'm assuming because they didn't talk about just single parents, single mothers. No, so I'm assuming that they're talking about both parents in some of the cases Yeah, that in this case where both parents are out of the home working, they were able to see what that was able to provide for them. So then, yes, I can understand how those people will take that in and understand that, hey, I am given the life that I got because both my parents work. So you are going to see more women going into the workplace. You're going to see more men going into the workplace because they want to sustain that lifestyle. They don't want to go backwards. They don't want to live in poverty after they get out of college. They want to be able to sustain. So they're going to be in those committed relationships. And I think... I believe, honestly, I truly believe, you know, through the late 70s, early 80s, and even early 90s, we saw the highest divorce rates in the, in the, that the the world has ever seen.
0: Yeah. The 80s, yeah.
1: And I, and since the uh, early 2000s, we started seeing a, a trend where they're not nearly as many. So I believe because of this, because of what these kids are seeing. I truly honestly believe that in the future, we're going to see fewer and fewer divorces. But I honestly believe that we're going to see fewer and fewer marriages.
0: Yes. That's already happening. Yeah. That's already happening. Um, Because yeah, again, kids from divorced families going, that was hell. I don't want to go through that. So I'm just never going to get married we'll just shack up because now you're considered legal anyway, if you've lived together for a certain amount of time and, and women are entitled to, you know, the exact same thing as someone who's legally married. So it's sort of like, why bother? So yeah, we are seeing that less and less men are, you know, fathers are still responsible, whether you got married or not. And I think, I think we are at a turning point for a lot of things. You know, there's, uh, it, I think, yeah, you have to do exactly what is right for you. And I think to involve your kids in it is extremely important to explain to them why you're doing that. This is why I'm going to work. And so that it's an effective example. I mean, if you want to show... uh, You know what I liked about this study? Here's one thing that I liked about it. I liked that the purpose of it was to show... That we need to get beyond the stereotypes of, you know, men uh, go to work and don't contribute that much around the home. (coughs) That is changing now, though. We see that a lot with younger. Uh, younger couples in their 20s and 30s, that it is really equal now, that a lot more, it's the guy that's cooking. It's, you know, they're sharing household duties. We are seeing that more. And so that is the one thing that I love because who said that, you know, you know, what kills me is when women ask their husbands or their, their, whatever, their partner, can you babysit tonight? Hello? Like, this is your child. Like that's his child too. Why are, why are we asking the guys if they'll babysit? Do they uh, no? they just say I'm going out for a beer. I'll be back. They don't ask us to babysit. So, you know, we need to get out of these gender roles. I think that's what gets the frustration for women that they feel like they're maybe stuck in that role. And, uh, and they want to get out and they feel like they're lost and their autonomy
1: you but know why it's... are we shaming so many women who want to stay in those roles what do you mean well shaming? you how? Do... how are you kidding me uh, we're like everything you see now is grind 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 work 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 oh work.
0: oh yeah Wait.
1: But yet, if they don't want to do that, if they don't want to create, they don't want to grind, they don't want to go and work, they want to be able to just stay where they 're at, do what they do, stay in those gender roles, as you put it yeah they want, to, they want that that's their idea of the perfect family, but yet we're shaming them oh totally why why would we do that if that's the case if that's if we're talking about people have different better you know more decisions to make they have. They have more options in their life. Then why do we shame people for wanting to stay the way they are?
0: Yeah. Because that's what the way it is when it Well, parenting is a hot topic, right? And moms are really brutal on each other. Really brutal in terms of uh, ideas of how they think. Things this
1: study be. was very brutal. I think this study is, is a form of shaming.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree.
1: But. It is what it is.
0: (laughs) All of that. And then you just (laughs) you let it all out now. Absolutely. If that's what you want to do, stay at home. That that was my thing. I wanted to and we discussed it and talked about it. And in my position, yeah, it was I want to stay at home. I wanna spend that time. That time is limited. That and for some women they you know they're chomping at the bit to get back to work if that's what they want to do they want to do because if they're going to be so unhappy at home that that's not going to be very in, in, an enjoyable situation at home. If you have a mother who maybe is depressed and, and that's not what she she feels that she's forced or because I know there's also some men who say, no, you have to stay home now. When we have children, you give up your career and you're a stay at home mom. I want you to be a stay at home mom. And that doesn't jive for some women, right? So yeah, for some, and then you get that, well, you can't have it all. You can't work and you can't, you know, have children and yeah.
1: I don't know those people.
0: I, I just I don't know that. I've never
1: heard that before in my entire life. Oh, really? I've never heard anybody say, "Well, you can't go to work because you got to watch the kids." I've never heard anything anything similar to that even. Oh. It's always been in my experience, like I said, I'm I'm from the Midwest. In the Midwest, moms and dads, if they're together, they have to work. The job, the economy, everything around this Midwestern area, it's not like these big cities on the West and on the East where jobs are paying $15, 16 $17 an hour to work at a fucking McDonald's. We're still, we're still struggling at minimum wage levels. If you have more than $10, $10 an hour, you've got a good job where I live.
0: Yeah. Yeah, see where, well, I didn't grow up in a big city, but. When I grew up, yeah, my mom once in a while had a job, a part-time job, but all my friends too, like all our moms were basically at home. The odd time one of them would have, but now my best friend, her mom was at home. Like, so, you know, the moms would all take us, we're able like in the summer, they wow. just, we'd go to the beach and the moms would take us. Like my mom was there throughout the summer. And so all of my friends, it was that way. It was like, well, we have children, we're going to be at home. So I grew up that way where that was sort of the norm. It was the yeah. stay at home, housewife, mom. Yeah, kind of thing. I, I want to
1: address, Aline, what she just said. Uh, healthy meals tend to go out the door with working moms outside the home. Rat race scenario, no time to cook healthy meals. You know what? Here's the thing. When mom started going to work, and I'm not sure exactly when that happened. I don't know the years or anything like that. But here's the thing. When moms started going to work and children were not getting the healthy meals, the obesity rate in America skyrocketed. Absolutely skyrocketed. And then we, what made it worse, there was an initiative throughout the 80s, because they seen this in the 80s. They noticed that kids were getting heavier and, and, and less healthy in the 80s. They tried to do this healthy meals in school program. Yeah. Well, then, because of government cutbacks, this, that, and the other, and I'm not going to get political here, but because of all these cutbacks, all of a sudden, these healthy meals in schools became less and less and less. And there are some schools down south where your school lunch is a fucking lunchable. Oh, God. Which is absolutely horrendous. horrendous. So even with, without the, the mom's, packing a healthy lunch these kids are the kids that are getting the healthy lunch going to school those are the kids that are having one up on the kids who cannot afford to whatever it is and they're eating school lunch it just that's just how it is i remember back in school where they were bringing snack bars in where we could buy cookies and and frosties and all these stupid freaking junk food Whoa. Rather than rather than uh, going through the school lunch line and, and getting a healthy meal.
0: Yeah. Wow. So. Bunch yeah, of it's... crappy food. Or, but then it's not necessarily working outside the home either, Lynn, because um, I work in the home, and maybe it's just a matter of you hate to fucking cook, so you're going to pull whatever <laughs> out of the fucking box. But I. And heat I... it up. But, you know, as my son has gotten older, <laughs> Um, I got to to say, he is like all of a sudden like, he's like my pro grocery shopper and he's getting really helpful or he's like, no, I don't really want to eat that. I'm going to make my own dinner and or he'll make something and he'll like make me some too or do you want me to make one for you or like he's becoming like, I'm like, oh, thank you. You're going to make somebody really happy one day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah being yeah. that but um, it could be a matter of just you hate freaking cooking cuz whether i worked or whether i've been at home now for a long time my cooking is still the same whatever i can freaking throw together really fast my wife i do make her. the good meals once in a while but
1: my wife hates to cook but when she does cook it's freaking amazing <sighs> absolutely amazing. she just made stuffed green peppers the other day absolutely oh my amazing. god i know so but, I made her uh,
0: chicken the other day
1: she but she 's the same way she hates to cook. she does not it. enjoy cooking
0: I hate um, it it makes me really cranky i 'd rather clean toilets <laughs> I really really would Wow. I've, wow. I, I cannot tell you how much I hate it 's deep. It's deep this
1: is why this is why polygamy is important
0: <laughs> see that 's the benefit there totally i 'd be like, I will clean <laughs> My sister wives, you can cook. I will take the cleaning duties. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, see, there she is. There's my sister wife right there, Jennifer Hafla. Uh, yeah, she, oh. yeah her, her, but here's the thing. Her and my wife are like two peas in a pod. Neither one of them like to
0: cook. Uh, you know what? It's the day-to-day cooking. If I have a bunch of people over or it's going to be a big meal, then I'd like it. I, there's, I don't know. There's just something to that, but it's the every day I got to think of what am I going to make and, and, uh, and then I have to shop for it. And then I, ah, uh, I just I hate it. I hate it I Hate it <laughs> so bad.
1: Oh, anyways. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think we pretty much beat the hell out of this topic.
0: I think <laughs> we hit it on the head yeah, and it really yeah. simplified it. Either your kids are going to follow in your footsteps or they're going to go, I'm, I'm, I don't want that life. I'm
1: going to do the big F you. They're going to say, no, nope, yeah. not going to do it. Not going to happen. And we hear that conversation a lot when we, especially when we talk about, uh, um, uh, spanking children or, or anything like that. A lot of, a lot of people say, oh no, spanking's horrible. Chances are those are the people that got whooped the hell out of when they were a kid and they're like,
0: I'm never going to spank my kids. No, I think spanking's horrible and I didn't get spanked.
1: No really. Well, no, I got I, I got the shit kicked either. out of my out of me when I was a kid, and I don't Once like spankings even.
0: Once um. my dad spanked me. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: pretty good. We got to raise two daughters that all all he had to say is, "I'm very disappointed in you," and they did more damage to themselves than I could ever do. So
0: <laughs> that was always my fear. Always was like disappointing my parents. So I never, yeah, and um, I never had to. I never spanked my son either. I just had to go one. Two. Yeah. Totally. Jen just
1: says something like, I hate cleaning, but we, we can mom so hard.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally. Love that. Totally. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? It's a personal adventure. Uh, do it with love. Do it in a way that feels right for you. And know your kids are either going like, to follow in your footsteps or they're going to find their own path. Yeah. You, you do the best you can.
1: Well, that's all we can. That's all we can hope for because, yeah. you know, we don't know what the hell's going to be. I mean, they don't have a freaking, I mean, there's a lot of books on parenting, but there's yeah. no freaking roadmap. You know what I
0: mean? No, it, and you don't know how a kid's going to take something at yeah. all.
1: No, I, you know, the, the, the biggest insult in the, you know, that's, that's what we didn't cover on Monday is offense versus insult. Very different. Very, very different. Anyways, so the biggest insult are all these freaking so-called parent experts. Dude, women, men, whoever you are that are saying you're parenting experts, shut the fuck up. You're not parenting my kids.
0: Yeah, but you know what? But, okay, I have to insert this. Human behavior is universal, though. (laughs) Okay. There are certain things it doesn't matter. It works based on, based come on, we covered this in the human needs.
1: I know we did.
0: Human behavior and everybody will respond. It doesn't matter where you are. As
1: long as you're meeting those needs. As long as you're meeting those human needs. That's right. I get it. I get it. However, (laughs) ever. However, for but. someone to come out and say that they're a parenting guru, they're a parenting oh, wow. expert, and they're writing books and telling me how I need to, uh, to apply this method to raising my children, they can shut the front door. I'm not listening. Oh,
0: methods? Yeah.
1: No. That's, methods. that's what I'm talking about. The whole method, methodology of raising children.
0: You know what? Screw
1: you. My children are very different than your children. Your children. And thank God for that. Thank yeah. God. Our children are all different because that is what's going to make the world a better place is the fact that we can instill values in our children and they can carry those values on and instill those into their children with their own twist on those values. Exactly.
0: On and just be comfortable with the fact that you have already screwed up your kids some way and you won't know what it is yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you have like you there's something you did they took it wrong and it's forever in them and it's going to come out somehow you've already done that so just
1: so, i guess step. to put a bow on this whole thing moms if you want to go out and work go out and work do it inspire your children love your children but at the same time just know that you're still going to have to kiss the boo-boos and all that kind of stuff because only you can do it
0: that's right you just you, it just is the only person that can. That's right. We want our mums.
1: So, yeah. Free For All Friday is coming up this Friday. Are you excited? I'm excited. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm, absolutely. Do you already excited.
0: have something that you want to talk about?
1: Um, <laughs> maybe.
0: A lot can happen between <laughs> now and Friday. A
1: lot can happen between now and In our, our and worlds.
0: World. But you do uh, have something? Are you teasing?
1: No, I am teasing a little bit. I'm teasing everybody. I want them to come back because I do actually have... Uh, something fun to talk about
0: oh we like fun
1: yeah right something like that it. happened to me recently oh an experience a personal experience
0: do i know about it
1: no you don't because i'm trying to keep it secret from you oh. even because i want oh. you to show up on friday night uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh friday night you know it's free for all friday night we talk about different things we talk about the things that have happened during the week we have a lot of fun, but the most important thing about free-for-all Friday night is you, the audience, you, you get to dictate exactly how this show, you are the director, you're the producer, you say all, you be all, you all are the end all. But, That's right. But if you really want get to get us to talk about something deep and in detail, you got to go to gritandgracetv.com. And just put it on our page we love that that is how you know for a fact that we are going to talk about your topic and the best thing of all is it is totally anonymous and you don't have to tell us who you are so there is absolutely no way shape or form that anybody has to be embarrassed by any kind of topic you can ask absolutely anything uh
0: uh-huh. Absolutely. There, Are it you a question?
1: there it was.
0: There it was. Okay. Yes. Okay. I do. I love I it. I love it. I love it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got it. Ah, uh, yeah. Or if you have a question that you're struggling with, this is all anonymous on, uh, we answer questions. We haven't gotten a question for a long while, actually. We usually answer questions then. Friday's sort of the fun hangout. Let's talk. Let's, you know, bullshit what's bugging us, what, whatever's happened to us that week or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's and, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Jen, when you come down here, yeah, you're coming down here this weekend for Wifey's birthday. You guys got. VIP passes, which I'm extremely jealous about, to the rodeo. I like rodeo.
0: You wouldn't rodeo in January?
1: Oh, yeah. It's the Black Hill Stock Show and Rodeo, baby. It is Bull Riders' only time.
0: Holy Love shit. The
1: Love the rodeo. You probably would never know that about me. That's one of those weird things about me. You would just never figure it out if you knew me. it would be like, that guy likes a rodeo? Hell. But
0: that's mean. Do they, do they calf rope? Rope, calf, rope calves?
1: Well, yeah.
0: Well, that's awful.
1: No, it's not.
0: Yeah, does it, doesn't it is. hurt them. Oh, pff, that's what you people tell yourselves because you want to go to the It doesn't hurt them. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. Anyways, yes. That's <laughs> coming down. She's going to the rodeo with my wife. My wife's never been to a rodeo.
0: Do you have I- mini donuts there at the rodeo? Absolutely. And funnel cake. so And hot dogs.
1: <laughs> Probably. Hot dogs? Probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you yeah, hot dog the, right?
1: the one thing that they don't have at the rodeo, which I think would be the absolute most funny thing in the world, is if they had a Chick fil A vendor. Have you ever seen Chick fil A?
0: No, we don't it, have that here.
1: Okay, so it's a chicken joint. But their marketing is brilliant. It's cows saying stuff like, eat more chicken but then they spell chicken wrong they spell it like c-h-i-k-n-i-n or some shit like that it's like cows like hey eat them not us type of thing their marketing is absolutely freaking genius i'll send you some marketing campaigns i've
0: heard of it and i've chicken seen white. some stuff but yeah we don't I, I don't yeah we don't i've never been there i've never been to one and every time i see it i want to call it chick filla.
1: Chick fil A, Chick fil A. It's all Chick-fil-a. the same. It matter. And I'm like, what kind of name is that?
0: Chick fil A. So, yes, Aline,
1: I am a country boy. I'm a northern redneck. It happens. I know. It's kind of weird. Country boy. I, I'm, I'm Thank God lady. I'm a
0: country boy. You'll have to sing that next time. But anyway,
1: I, I will have to do that.
0: Share this. <laughs> it's not the yeah, first love time love you'd tomorrow. sing. never no good. Oh. There you so go. We're
1: going to have fun. We're going to do this. That's right.
0: So come back, join us. Maybe there's something that you want to talk about. If you have a question, again Fridays we answer questions. We talk about stuff. Uh, we hang out with you guys. That's what we do. We we want to we want to talk to you. Yeah, you're you're a country girl. Lynn is my cousin. Is she really? Yes. Oh wow,
1: that is yes. so awesome. Yes, that is so awesome.
0: So, yeah.
1: Anyhow, folks. this was good. Thank you. This show was, ext- you know, I had my doubts. I, I was like, hey, this is going to fall flat. People are going to be like, no, this ain't, I ain't listening. They're going to give you the whole head weave and yeah, talk to the hand, the palm, you know, all that kind of bullshit. But you know what? I think we said exactly what to be said. I think we brought up some really good points. And started the conversation. When it all comes together, I think we did exactly that. We challenged a belief and we started a new conversation. So thank you very much for everybody watching. This is exactly what we try to do each and every week. And um, for all of you who happen to catch this on the replay, because I know there's going to be a three or four of you that are going to catch a replay who have been messaging me saying um, you should quit doing this. It's not going to happen. I'm here to stay. <laughs> So that's for you, Bobby. Anyhow, uh, folks.
0: Thanks, everybody. Thank Share this out, much. please, because there's a lot of moms out there, um, and they're, maybe they're stressing, they're feeling guilt. Share it out there. And uh, join us on Friday, and keep the conversation going. That's the whole point of this. Keep it going.
1: We'll see you Friday. Bye, all. we made it exactly 60 minutes.
0: <laughs> exactly, eh? Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like, I was kind of stretching because I kept looking down at it. It was like, oh, we got a minute. We got a minute. Well, let's stretch a little bit.
0: Let's stretch a little bit. We're stretched.
1: We're good. <laughs> oh, hell.
0: Yeah, oh. Lynn, I don't... <clears throat>